We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step by step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 64. Blair is going to tell you how to hire for growth, and I'm going to tell you why reading is so important for your health. Yeah, thanks, Emily, or should I say giggly. We've been doing take number 563 of this particular episode because Emily won't stop laughing. So we'll see if we can get through it. So what I wanted to talk to you guys today about is hiring for growth. So we're not talking about hiring just to do one-off tasks. We're talking about hiring someone to actually grow your business. So that's more of a sort of a long-term contract sort of style. So, you know, when we're working online, we start out, we're generally working solo and that effectively reaches a limit, you know, which, you know, our time is capped on on how much we've got available and, and that can really just limit how much we can actually end up growing our business. So to get this growth, we really need to look at hiring someone basically to disperse the tasks which you currently do. And basically the key thing to start doing that is to identify what tasks you've, you're actually doing. So what I'd like to do is start out by writing um, a business task plan. So that basically outlines um, all of the tasks you're doing that you know your business requires to operate. And then what I do is I write down a list of tasks which are additional to those which will allow my business to grow. So I guess an example of this would be, um, you know, if you want to increase your social media presence to get more uh, traffic from social media, you know, you would need to post more regularly and put more content on on all of your social platforms. So if you don't have time to do that, then that's where someone coming into hire, you know, that you hire would um, would do that task for you. So once you've got a list of all of these, you need to. Um, you know, I guess ask a few questions of yourself, like what types of tasks do you like doing? You know, what are you good at? What are you bad at? Um, What tasks need your input and what don't? Because by doing that, it allows you to effectively form a new list of tasks, which you're going to be doing going forward, and another list which someone else is going to be doing. So at the same time, you know, you need to also ask yourself, a few personal questions like, for example, are you a control freak or are you more casual? How long do you see yourself hiring this person for? Is it a one-off project or is it ongoing? Um, you know, how much are you willing to pay? Uh, you know, all of these questions are really important because the answers to these effectively help you form a brief or a job description, which then you can use to go out and find someone. Um, And it it really explains to them what you're looking for and how you want to manage them. So uh, speaking of managing them, I guess you, you know, you need to develop the mindset at this time that staff require management and your time effectively will need to be put into them for that to be successful. Um, Because if you starve them of your time, especially in the beginning, uh, generally it won't work out. So when you're hiring someone, you need to allow significant time to get that team member up to speed and performing the tasks that you want. If you do this well in the beginning, it'll make the future easier because the person will be well-trained 
they'll know what you expect of them and they'll be able to work more independently because of this so in turn that will free your time up it's a real sort of reversal because you you've actually got to put more time in right at the beginning with them to get that free time in the end so so many people get caught up with this they hire someone to free up their time and then they find that this person's taking a whole lot of their time up and they give up on on that effective hireage and and you know they don't they don't succeed with it so when you go to interview people make sure you've got that job description well detailed you know and, and all of the tasks are well documented for what the person is to be doing you know and include some key performance indicators so kpis um, because what that does is tell the person how you're going to measure their performance so make sure that's really clear and it might be revenue based it might be task based it depends on what your situation is so you've got to work out what those kpis are but make sure it's really clear to the person you're, you're um, interviewing so I'd make a list of questions to ask the person so you're consistent between if you're you know interviewing a number of people. And this is the time to ask them those challenging questions like, you know, what have you failed at and how did you resolve it? You know, those sorts of challenging questions um, will really show what the person is like and, and, you know, whether they're going to be suitable for what you're after. I would also ask them for some references and I would actually contact those references normally on the phone to get a third party opinion of what that person's actually like. So make sure that the references are people that they have worked for in the past. And I know this sounds a bit full on, you know, in terms of you, a lot of the time online, we're used to hiring freelancers without too much knowledge of their history and things. Um, but the end of the day, if you're hiring them in a long-term contract, you wanna make sure you're getting the right person. And so another thing you can do is before you lock them into a full-time contract, get the person to do a trial run, you know, of either a task or a time period, just to see how they perform and then base your ongoing hire on that. So it's kind of like if they don't pass the trial period, then they don't get the long-term contract. So all in all, by doing all the stuff we've talked about, you'll be well prepared and you know hopefully your hiring experience will be a successful one and something that will actually end up you know growing the business and achieving what you want out of it right oh so no laughter during my my bit so that's good emily thank you for that we'll uh, pass you, pass Blair. it on to you and talk a bit about reading yes um thanks Blair. um yeah so i just want to sort of talk about why reading is so important for your health in this episode and there's two types of reading. There's obviously reading for pleasure and there's reading to um, gain more knowledge. So both are really good and there's time for both. However, I want to focus really on um, fiction because that takes you somewhere else. It takes you away from work. It takes you into a, something that you can really relax and get away from, uh, you know, your work there's been lots of studies conducted to show that um, even just nearly six minutes of, of reading can really um, slow your heart rate, your muscle tension, and reduce your stress levels. And by reading and getting immersed in a book, it really stimulates your creativity and it causes you to sort of enter a sort of state of consciousness that is away from everything else and it you know it really is a true form of relaxation 
And as I said at the beginning, nonfiction as well is good in terms of increasing your your knowledge and your understanding about things to do with your work or things to do with it could be history or factual things. Both are good, as I said, and you know, ideally you want a combination, but where I'm trying to get is trying to spend just six minutes, try and find a book that is actually fiction and really enjoy it and try to see that as just a bit of meditation time, a bit of you time. Just six minutes is all it takes. And it could be just when you wake up in the morning, when you're having a cup of tea or just go before you go to bed. We, that's what we try and do a couple of nights a week is just spend well, probably about 20 minutes, half an hour before mm. we go to bed. And actually, yeah. we find it a really good way of um, relaxing you into the evening. And we do actually sleep better having having done that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, you know, with um, a lot of the material out there, there's heaps of uh, non-fiction books which are based around, you know, online businesses and, and you know, how to actually run a business and all that. And and a lot of people get tied up with that sort of reading. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's too business orientated to really give you that separation and that relaxation. Whereas with the fiction books, they're, you know really good it just takes your mind away from it a bit of escapism and yeah know, and just yeah. find a topic or theme of uh, that you like it could be crime mm. novels or mm, yeah. um romantic novels what whatever it it is it doesn't matter no it's just something that is um something you can do a little bit of each day yeah. and, and you know a good book should really um you know capture your attention and make you want to read it so you actually look forward to that time yeah, and take you into another world. And, yeah. you know, it turns out getting lost in a book truly is the ultimate form of relaxation. Excellent. Right, that's all we've got time for in episode 64. We'll see you in the next one. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step -step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.